Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Good morning, City Hills. I am so excited about the opportunity to be able to speak to you today. And I don't know about you, but I love a good dream. I love thinking and planning about the future and what life could look like. And I remember when I first met Danny, I just thought, this guy is the one. You know, so you start scheming and planning about the future and your relationship. And then when we got engaged, it got even worse because I'm thinking about the, the wedding and how beautiful it's going to be and what colors I wanted to pick and what everything wanted to look like and what dresses I wanted the bridesmaids to have. And it was a good thing that 12 years ago I didn't have Pinterest because we would have really been in trouble. And so Danny and I would often laugh that I just live in this fantasy world. And to be honest, like most of us women typically do, but I very much did. And thinking about dreaming right now, I know seems a little crazy in this season that we're all in. But honestly, we've been given this opportunity of more time to be able to think and dream about what God has for us. Now, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, you know, this extra time is kind of nice, but I'm starting to get a little bored. And then other others of us are like, things just got crazy. You know, I'm still working full time, somehow trying to figure out how to be a homeschool mom. I don't know how I'm gonna manage all this and juggle it all. But that's the case for many of us, and we've been given more margin in our day, which is really awesome. So we need to take full advantage of that. Now, we just got out of series about Joseph, and and we know that much of his life did not look like the dreams that we thought that God would have for him. And many a times, God used dreams to reveal what he had in store for Joseph's life, and I truly believe that he has that for us, too. You know, Joseph could have easily felt like and wondered what if he was ever going to really be able to reach the full potential that God had for him. And when I talk about dreams, I'm not talking about just dreams that happen in our sleep, but it's those dreams, those passions, those desires, and those ambitions that you have for your life. And we talk about it so much here at City Hills Church that we truly believe that each of you have a purpose to live out in this life. And today, I just want to talk about five lies that are keeping us from pursuing our dreams. And so the first one we're going to jump in is desiring to pursue my dreams is a selfish motive. So for some of us, especially as us women and us moms, we feel this deep obligation to just fit everyone else's needs, to suit what they have and what needs that they have in their lives. And and many times the thought of doing something for ourselves makes us feel pretty guilty. So I remember this all too well. So when we had Brooklyn, which is our oldest daughter, you know, I'm trying to juggle being a, a mom and a wife and trying to care for both of these people. And and Danny's always been a very involved dad. Like I think he changed all of the diapers in the hospital, which was really awesome. And so we get home, and he's still just very proactive. And, and so after a little bit, you know, we're kind of stuck in the house. And he goes, I think I might um, go hit some golf balls at the driving range. I'm like, awesome, yeah, like, go do that. That's your bucket filler. That'll be good for you. No problem. Go, go for it, babe. And then, you know, a couple other times, I think I might go catch a movie with the guys. Sure, yeah, go do that. Because for me, the thought of getting out of the house was terrifying, 
because Brooklyn hated her car seat. I would remember we'd get in there, we'd get her put in her car seat, and we thought, okay, today's going to be a better day. She's just going to fall asleep. And she would flip out, like cry so hard she couldn't breathe. I remember pulling on the side of the freeway a lot of times thinking, like, she's just going to run out of breath and this is going to be it. So the thought of getting out of the house, like, just made me so nervous that I didn't want to go anywhere. But then I started feeling this this feeling of like, oh man, I'm just caring for everyone else and I'm putting everyone else ahead of myself that I started to realize like, okay, I'm I'm kind of losing myself a little bit more. I'm I'm not really dreaming like I used to. And so let's be real. Some of you feel like you've put your dreams to the side for the sake of your family or for others. But the reality is what I've learned is those two can actually exist together. Because a true God-given dream doesn't just impact you. A true God-given dream impacts your family, impacts others around you, impacts your kids and their kids and generations to come. So don't give up on your dream and know that it's not just a selfish motive. The second lie that we often tell ourselves is, I just fear that I may fail. Now, we know that the first step in anything is always the hardest, and it's hard to take a step when we don't really know what's coming ahead. So I kind of think about this like writing a paper. Um, Danny and I had this English class in college together, and I would remember we'd be sitting there writing our paper because, you know, I thought that was good quality time. So we're writing our paper, and I'm, I just get stuck on the intro because I'm like, this intro is going to set us up for the rest of this paper. Like, this is such an important piece for the rest of the flow of this paper and how it's going to end. So I'd be sitting there forever trying to, you know, work on this, and I'd be like on the third sentence. And I'd look over, and Dana's like on the third paragraph. And I remember being so frustrated because I'm like, oh, my gosh, he just, he's so quick at this. I, I, can't, I can't get it. I can't get the part that's the most important part to get me to where I need to go. And many times taking the first step towards our dreams just requires a lot of faith. And we have to choose the faith over fear. And the faith is really trusting and believing God for what we can't see. Many times we just face this challenge of achieving our dreams that it can appear so difficult and unrealistic that we think it's never going to happen, that we actually just find ourselves just giving up. But the problem is, is we're not giving up on just a dream. We're giving up on ourselves. And I love what Romans 5, 3 through 5 says. And this is in the Passion Translation. It says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And get this, and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I love that. I love that it says, and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Those dreams, those things we fantasize about, the things that we want to happen, when we live in hope and the faith and the trust that that God has given us those dreams, we're hopeful that he won't disappoint us and, and he'll make those things happen. And the reality is that stepping into your dream could really lead you into the greatest opportunity that God has for you. The third lie I want to talk about is the lie of, I just don't have time to pursue my dreams. And 
the reality is we make time for what's really important in our lives. And we talk a lot about margin here and, and creating that space space in your life for the things that are important. And I remember before we had kids, you know, Danny and I were, were in ministry at that time too and just running ragged. We were so busy. We had something every night. We were unhealthy. We were eating dinner at like 10 o'clock at night and just thought that like that was the way to live. And we thought we've got to change this before we have kids. And honestly, time is like currency. Once you start thinking about your time as currency, you'll really start to spend it more wisely. The thing is we need to say yes to the things that fuel us, the things that are going to move the needle forward in our lives. And sometimes yes comes with obligation. Sometimes yes comes with those things that we don't necessarily want to do. We feel like we have to do. But what we can't do is let that take precedence in our life. We have so many things that vie for our attention and that vie for our time. And it can so easily be filled up with things that just at the end of the day don't matter as much. But what we have to realize is busyness is not a badge of honor. It actually steals time from what really matters most in our lives. And if we spend our time being busy with things that, that are not filling our heart and aren't filling our passions and just filling our calendar, we can't really live a life to the full that God's created us to live. So if we create that time and that space, you know, God will actually begin to give us opportunities to live out this dream and take those steps to that purpose. The fourth lie I want to talk to you about today is someone else will do it. I think we've all kind of been there. We're like, oh, you know, someone else will do it. It's just not me. Like, I'm not equipped for that. You know, I'm not the one to do that. We just make up so many excuses. But do you really think that God gave us this desire to do things to just dangle it over our heads? I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I feel like he's called us to live with purpose. And it just might be that your dream and God's purpose for you are perfectly aligned with the calling that he has for you. I remember October of 2018 was probably the hardest year that Danny and I have ever walked through with that month and and leading up after that. And I won't go into all the details because it's way too long of a story. But we were at this crossroads where we felt like San Diego is where we want to be. San Diego is home, but we found ourselves both jobless at the time. And around the same time, I had created this intentional living planner that I just felt like was such a great resource to help women and empower them and help them get their time back and put their time towards where it matters most. And and I thought, I, I can't do this. Like, we're jobless. I, I don't need to put the money towards this resource. I need to be smart with what we have. And I'm just going to have to put it on hold. And then it started, the enemy started creeping into my mind of like, you know, maybe it's just not that good. You know, maybe someone else has got a resource out there that's better. And at the same time, Danny's struggling with this too of like, you know, what are we going to, what are we going to do with our lives? You know, where are we going to go? This is where we want to be. This is where we feel like we're called to be. And there's a lot of confirmations in this story of, of where we felt like God was directing us. But I remember one specific thing that I will never forget that really gave us the ability to know that, like, God was choosing us to do these next steps that he was calling us to. But Danny and I, for some odd reason, were at home, 
sitting on a couch. It was quiet in the house. So I'm guessing the girls were magically both asleep at the same time, which like never happened. And we're listening to Judah Smith and um, listened to a sermon that he had on. And it was honestly like a sermon he had done two years ago that we had never listened to. So Danny and I are sitting there and um, we had been just talking about like the dreams that we feel like God has for us and, and deep rooted things that we feel like he's kind of called us to, but don't know if those are things are ever really going to happen. So Judah's talking through his, his message and really didn't, it was a little applicable to what we were going through, but, but not anything deep that we were like, oh yeah, like that's exactly what we needed to hear until he got to the end and he literally was on this stage with thousands of people and he stopped and he said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I feel like someone needs to hear this. And he said, young man, God's calling you to plant that church. And young woman, God's calling you to start that business. And it was just confirmation. It gives me chill bumps to this day of knowing that God didn't call someone else to do what he called us to do. Yes, there are many other people that that are doing what you do. There's many other people that have leadership positions like you do that are in the same kind of circles that you are. But God has called you right where you are to be an impact because nobody else can do what you can do the way that you can do it. And as a mom of two girls, I don't want anyone to tell them that they can accomplish the dreams that God has for for them. And for us as sons and daughters of the king, he doesn't want that for us either. Now, you may not have kids, and they may be grown and have families of their own, but God has given each of us a platform. And it's not to showcase what we can do, but it's, it's to really allow God to do what he can do through us. And we can do that when we just give in to all that he has for us. Now, the last lie that we often tell ourselves is, I've just forgotten how to dream. I don't know how to do this thing anymore. And remember, you know, dreams aren't something that only have to exist when we're sleeping. And I feel like so many times we get caught up in the day-to-day that just trying to get by, we just miss so many things, so many important things. And, and honestly, I think sometimes we forget that dreams, they don't happen in isolation. And many times we forget to dream because we don't surround ourselves with people that will dream with us. And so I just want to encourage you to to find those friends, find those people that can come around you, come in your circle, hold you accountable, cheer you on, and really listen to what desires and passions that you have because you never know that the person that you're speaking to and sharing those things with can get you to the next step that God has for you. And honestly, in fact, God's greatest dream just might be right in front of you. I remember... Danny and I, we, when we lived in Georgia at the time, we had these letters. We, we'd always talked about dreaming, and dreaming's always been kind of like this thing, this theme in our marriage. And we would just talk about dreaming and plan different things about, you know, what we would hope life would look like. And we would have this thing called dream night, date night, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But I had this, found these big letters. They were like probably like two feet tall. And I got D-R-E-A-M, dream. And I thought, we're going to put this on our wall in the living room. And we're going to look at it every day. And we're just going to dream and be hopeful for the things that God has for us. Now, I'll be honest. Putting up those letters, 
I thought was going to be the end of our marriage. It was the most complicated thing to hang up. Like, I don't know who designed them, but it was it was insane. So hanging these up the whole time, I thought, this is going to be the end. If our marriage is going to end, it's going to end over hanging up dream letters, right? So we finally got past that, got them on the wall. They're a little crooked, but it's okay. But it was this constant reminder for us that to keep dreaming because life at the moment did not really look like what we wanted it to. We knew that God had greater things ahead of us, but it was just that consistent reminder that was right in front of us to keep dreaming. And sometimes we just miss that. We miss what's right in front of us, and we often just sell ourselves short of all that God truly has for us. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives it, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. And honestly, I think a lot of times we forget to really ask God about our dreams and ask him what he truly has for us and ask him to give us those opportunities to step into that dream and step into that purpose. I'd mentioned dream night, date night, and this is something Danny and I started actually early on in our marriage. And we realized that it's so easy to get caught up in the chaos and the day-to-day task and, and things that we have to do that we forget to dream together. And so we established this early on in our marriage, and it's been honestly the most fun thing. And sometimes we will get a little crazy with it. You know, we're like, we're going to dream we're going to be millionaires and live on a sailboat and travel the world. You know, like it's fun to dream a little crazy sometimes. But it also helps us to set set tangible goals that are like, we want to meet those one day. And many times, especially being in ministry, and I grew up in ministry and, and Danny's family did as well, that it's so easy to get caught up and only talk about the things that are just consistently in your circle. So easy for us to just sit down and talk about church all the time, talk about ministry, talk about our kids. And for you, I'm sure that's the same. It's so easy to talk about your day to day. How did work go? How were the kids? You know, all of those things that we really forget to dream about our future. And so I just want to encourage you guys to put that on your calendar as a married couple, as a single person, write down those dreams as well. I feel like it's important to just Think and plan about the future that you want to have because that's not a selfish thing to do. It's it's actually motivating for you to sit and think about the things that you want to accomplish in your life and let God just kind of speak into that. The last verse I want to leave with you today is Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This is vision. Message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly even wait, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way, and it will come right on time. I feel like many times we just, we listen to these lies, and we think this thing is never going to happen. But today, I just want to leave you and challenge you with to write down your dreams Put them where you can see them as a reminder to daily strive for the purpose and the dreams that God has for you. So let me pray for you as we end today. God, thank you so much that you've given us the ability to dream. 
And God, I pray that we will recognize and realize that these dreams, God, are not just things that happen while we sleep. That these dreams could set us up for the greatest purpose and the greatest calling that you have for our lives. So Lord, I pray that we will not listen to these five lies, these lies of the enemy that's trying to keep us from the true purpose and the true calling that you have for us. So Lord, I pray that you would just challenge us daily in this. I pray that we would just surrender those dreams and those desires and ambitions and passions to you and just watch what you can do with it, Lord. I pray that you would just give us even greater opportunities to live out our days and our weeks and and live out this dream that you have for us, God, so that we not only can just prove it to ourselves that we can do this and that you can do this through us, but we can inspire and impact those around us to do the same. So thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. I pray blessings over each and every one of these people today. I pray, God, that they will leave encouraged today. God, I pray that what they've heard, God, will truly inspire them to dream a little bit bigger, to just give in a little bit more to you, to trust you more and be hopeful for their future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Again, it was such an honor to just speak to you today, and I truly hope that these words just really resonate with you today. So I pray that you have a great rest of the week. And again, don't hesitate to let us know if you guys need anything during this time. We're here for you, and we love you. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.